Pond.com. It's time now for a Pond Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in for another episode of Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. I am joined producing the show by my man, Bill. Bill, how are you this evening? I'm uh, doing good. You know, been out rolling around town, hanging out with Jake Wimberly for a while. That's a good guy to be hanging out with. <laughs> good guy to be hanging out with. We are in the Garner, Garner Dental uh, Studios. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices, conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, their staff is professionally trained. Offices are, offer modern technology and conveniences for the entire family. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out their interactive map at LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com or you can call 601-271-8710 for more information. We are also brought to you by Jerry Brewer, who is a trusted choice advisor with Southern, Sto- uh, Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. You are listening to us uh, either on 106.3 FM or 1400 AM here in the Jackson Metro area or on www.wjqsthefan.com. Also on iHeartRadio, radio.com as well. Many ways to tune in, and we thank you however and wherever you are tuning in from. Uh, Great show tonight as uh, we're going to welcome in uh, next, in the next segment, Missy Bilderback, the head women's basketball coach at Jones College, currently ranked number one in the nation uh, in entering the MAC Region 23 tournament uh, with their first round, excuse me, second round game will be played on Wednesday. And uh, so we will welcome Missy in in the uh, next segment. So that'll be coming up. Our quote for the day comes from a uh, the, comes from Scripture. We do not hide the fact that we uh, believe in our faith, and so we want to bring to you Proverbs fourteen twenty three today, and that says, "All hard work leads to profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty." Uh, we'll remind you of that as we go through. Remember, we want to bring hope and encouragement to your day. It's a Monday. And uh, you've just started a new week, and so we hope that you uh, enjoy the show uh, as we move along. We want to take uh, this first segment and just throw some shout-outs as uh, there's some great things happening with uh, Mississippi athletes and Mississippi schools. Uh, Just happening uh, yesterday, uh, several things. First of all, uh, the Ole Miss women basketball team. Uh, made it to the NIT, Women's NIT Championship. Uh, They were defeated in that contest, but congratulations to uh, Coach Yo and uh, her ladies as that uh, group is is rolling, and uh, she does a tremendous job. You know, we talk about culture, and culture is a big thing for us, being transformational as opposed to transactional in your coaching philosophy, and she definitely does a terrific job uh, with the old – Miss women's basketball team. Uh, Coach Ben Hallen and the Mississippi State Bulldogs also had a terrific year, finishing off their year, losing also in the NIT championship, but certainly can be a springboard as they continue to build that program in Starkville. And so we want to uh, congratulate them as well. Also want to congratulate, we're a little late on this. I meant to do this last week, and I apologize that uh, that we were not able to do so. But we want to congratulate the Lady Tigers 
from Jackson State uh, who were the SWAC tournament champions and represented Jackson State in the uh, women's big dance. Terrific year for those ladies as well, so congratulations. Uh, Also happening yesterday, Aaron Hederman, a former Jackson Academy Lady Raider, uh, soccer player, basketball player, a little bit of everything. Uh, She scored two goals as she led the Lady Choctaws of Mississippi College over West Alabama in the semifinals of the Gulf South Conference uh, soccer tournament. And so uh, the uh, Lady Choctaws will now be uh, facing off against, um, I believe it's Lee, in the that championship match on Saturday. So uh, a lot of terrific things going on. Also mentioned last week, and I want to correct myself on this, uh, but I believe, Bill, last week I mentioned Conley Chin and that her Belmont women's basketball team had earned a Sweet 16 bid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, that was actually Conley Chin and the Belmont uh, women's basketball team's first ever NCAA tournament win. So Conley Chin, also a Jackson Academy Raider, Lady Raider, um, was a standout volleyball player and basketball player in her career there. Uh, played for Jan Sojourner, who does a terrific job there at Jackson Academy and is now at Belmont. So congratulations to Conley and uh, the Belmont women's basketball team as well. Uh, so what I, like I said, we've got Missy Bilderback coming up on the next segment. We'll have a great conversation with her. Uh, you will, will not want to miss that. And then at the top of the hour, uh, to start our second hour, we will have the um, Coach's Challenge with the judge. And we're going to talk about a topic that's just come out but it's very, uh, it's very interesting because in youth sports, soccer dominates, male and female right now, uh, in youth sports. But our men's national team just lost to Honduras and will now have the third time in a row that we'll be sitting out the, uh, the Summer Olympics and will not be participating. So what's going on there? We're, <laughs> we're not sure, but uh, we're going to talk with the judge and get more information on that, among many other things. So you won't want to miss Uh, that segment either Uh, some big time matchups going on tonight in the men's and women's bracket and and really bill i think the biggest game uh is the baylor uconn women's contest probably so that is that is a a big time matchup some good basketball right there kim mulkey is the only current active coach that does not have a losing record against Mm -hmm. gino oriano uh that's incredible and obviously baylor won it last year it's been three years uh, since um, since UConn has won it. Right. Uh, so certainly Notre Dame was in there, South Carolina in there as well, and uh, they, they they play tonight as well. But that Baylor-UConn, we'll keep you updated on that. In fact, I think it tips off at 615. Um, and uh, so we'll keep you updated on that one. Uh, you also have some big-time matchups on the men's side that we will uh, keep you posted on as well as we go through the evening and get you scores and highlights uh, from those uh, contests uh, throughout the evening. Um, once again, want to tell you about uh, on the women's side, uh, something that is very unique. Mississippi State women obviously uh, went back-to-back championship games. Um, their former coach, Vic Schaefer, is now at the University of Texas. And not to rub it in there, but uh, the University of Texas in the Elite Eight. So Vic Schaefer, uh, someone we know well here in the state of Mississippi, is back to his old ways as well as he has the uh, Longhorns uh, there, the uh, women's basketball team for the University of Texas. And, you know, Shaka Smart couldn't get the men through the first round, and he is off to Marquette 
And uh, so we'll see what he can do there and who the University of Texas ultimately hires. But Vic Schaefer, former Mississippi State women's coach, is now at University of Texas. He is in the Elite Eight as well. So uh, some big-time matchups, big-time tournament time. And we will also discuss the women's basketball tournament with Coach Bilderback as she joins us in the next segment. Wanted to also tell you, we'll also talk through the show about some college baseball and uh, we'll talk about some high school baseball. Some rankings came out that we're going to walk through with you uh, later in this hour. So uh, we've certainly got a big-time show as we uh, move forward. A couple shout-outs uh, as well to golfers from the state of Mississippi. And uh, those are uh, Jonathan Randolph, finished in a tie for 16th in the Corn Ferry Tour um, uh, event this last weekend. Uh, you know, Jonathan played at Jackson Prep, was an Ole Miss golfer, and uh, had spent a year on the PGA Tour, but uh, he is at, on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he had a tie for 16th. Uh, certainly an excellent job by him. And then former Presbyterian Christian School golfer uh, and Alabama Crimson Tide, Davis Riley, who is currently third in the point standings for the Corn Ferry Tour. He, all, he finished, I think, in a tie for 61st, but he is maintaining his standing, and if he's able to maintain that, uh, we will have uh, another Mississippian representing this great state uh, on the PGA Tour, which will be exciting as well. I have seen Davis uh, shoot some phenomenal scores, none of none of which were better than the 61 uh, I watched him personally shoot um, at Hattiesburg Country Club. Speaking of golf, uh, tremendous golfers reside in the state of Mississippi. I don't think people realize, uh, number one, we have unbelievable courses uh, for a state with our capita. And uh, when you look at some of the so some of the courses that exist in our state, uh, from the north all the way to the south, the coast up north Mississippi and in central Mississippi, uh, it's a big time uh, golfers paradise. And uh, there's a young man that is currently residing um, up in North Mississippi. His name is uh, let's see here if I can if I can catch it Cohen Trolio. His dad is VJ, who is the head instructor up at uh, at uh, Waverly, and uh, his dad is also Jonathan Randolph's instructor, but this young man shot a 63 at Reunion in a tournament a couple weeks ago. He represents Oak Hill Academy, and uh, so tremendous job by him as well. We're going to come up with Missy Bilderback coming up next, the number one ranked Jones College women's basketball team, and we're going to hear all about their team, their culture, and the MAC 20, Region 23 tournament coming up next Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. And welcome back in to Upon Further Review. We are pleased now to welcome in to the show, Missy Bilderback. Coach B, are you there? Coach B, can you hear us? Yes. Hey, Coach. Hey, it's great to have you. Sorry about that. We had a quick technical difficulty there. But listen, it's great to have you in. Welcome to Upon Further Review. How are you this evening? 
I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you, Coach? Uh, we're we're doing awesome. We're doing awesome. So uh, we're excited, like I said, to have uh, have you joining us and and to to run through all things Jones College women's basketball and uh, the going ons coming up, both with the MAC. Uh, tournament as well as uh, hopefully getting back to Lubbock, which I'm sure you and your crew are are hoping to do. Um, let me start by asking you, uh, Coach B. I've watched you at the high school and uh, collegiate level. Obviously, we uh, we talk about being transformational as as opposed to transactional uh, as coaches, and you are certainly uh, transformational in your approach as you develop cultures and and you had a tremendous culture at presbyterian christian school at the high school level and you have a tremendous culture at jones college um talk about your culture and and some of the things that are important to you as you develop that culture yeah well, well yeah absolutely i think you know the biggest thing and i know it's kind of cliche to say a lot of people talk about this especially right now you know um with just uh you know, positive coaching and all the different books and information out there. But really, I think one big thing is just really focusing on things you have control over, you know, and within your program, you know, um, we, we really just try to get our kids to focus on, you know, things that, you know, from a basketball approach, you know, we feel like, you know, it's your attitude and your efforts there every day and, you know, you, you show up every day and that's there, then you're going to be uh, successful. And, um, you know, we also um, – we also really try to, you know, make sure that, you know, we, we just focus on those things that we actually can control rather than there's so much outside of our control going on daily. And it's just a situation where if you focus on those things, you're going to always, you know, be, be looking at the wrong stuff there, you know, for sure. But but I think that's so important. And the big thing for us, I mean, honestly, Coach, we've just gotten a lot of great kids that also have bought in to being a great teammate. and. You know, it really does just go back to little things. If you get the right people around you and they they're able to um, buy into what you're you're doing, then you know, then definitely, um, you know, you're going to be successful. Sorry, Drew's out here bothering me. Uh, <laughs> hey, sorry, needs something. I'm sorry about that. You so, you tell Drew. Anyway. You tell Drew. Coach D said hello. And I will. I've He's been... out here trying to tell me something. I'm in the middle of talking <laughs> out here. I'm sorry about that. No, I love it. So, but yeah. But, I mean, really, truly, that's, it's that simple for us as far as our culture. And, you know, we, we don't harp on a lot. We don't have a lot of rules. We just have expectations, and the kids know what they are. And, you know, just show up every day. You work as hard as you can, and you focus on the process. And I know a lot of people talk about that, but truly, like, that is what, you know, our kids do. And um, don't get caught up in things you can't control. You just do the best you can every day and hope that things turn out, you know, successful for you. So, so – you talked about the type of kids that you get, and I go back even to uh, a very dear friend of mine, Matthew Lofton, who assisted you for a very long time at the high school level. Uh, now you have Lauren Pittman and Devin Cooper Correct. that are, yeah. are with you. How important is it to have assistant coaches that are bought into that culture and understand the type of uh, athlete but also person that you want to be a part of your program? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the thing. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I was so blessed for so many years to work with Matthew and um, just a tremendous person and a tremendous coach. And, you know, he was um, equally, if not more, invested into what we were doing daily. And so it was just a really great uh, working environment there. And then, you know, obviously here um, at Jones, you know, Coach Pittman and, and, and Coach Cooper, they've been incredible. They've 
Um, I've had, you know, Coach Brooke Rose was with me at, at one point as well. And, you know, but just having Coach Fit and her knowledge and, and recruiting and just she's just a really great basketball coach, but she's also a great person that shares the same vision for our program. She wants to see Mississippi kids be able to be successful and get on the map, you know, and she wants the Mississippi JUCO to be able to, to, you know, compete at the national level and have that type of success and kind of rep our state. You know, she's a, she's very proud of being from the state and, you know, just loves, loves the game of basketball. And so that was a passion of hers. And then you've got Coach Coop that's just an amazing person, one that's probably the nicest, like most humble, genuine guy that I know. And, and people see that in recruiting. You know, all of our kids love, love Coach Coop, and he does a great job with their development, but also just off the court as well, investing in them as people. And so when you have people like that that, that are hard workers and that have the same mission or same goal, Coach, I mean, that that's going to obviously give you an opportunity to be real successful and, and just also enjoy your day-to-day, you know, and, and just having the right people around you is so crucial, you know, to – to that success for sure. So. Absolutely. Well, look, you ran the table in MAC regular season play. Uh, I, I think you taught us all a lot about what it looks like to schedule a non-conference schedule when you want to test your team because your three non-conference uh, games this year were at number two, South Georgia Tech, at number five, Shelton State, and home against at that time what was number eight, Shelton State. So right, you, right. Your, your non-conference consisted of all – uh, of three teams in the top ten nationally. Uh, now you are the number one program nationally uh, as ranked by multiple people. What is it like uh, maybe now you're the hunted as opposed to being the hunter? Yeah, you know, that's, that's funny because I've been asked that question a lot here recently. Like, do you feel like there's more pressure? Or, you know, and, I, you know, the thing is the last couple years within the league, we've definitely um, – like we've had a little bit of a target on our back so to speak and you know our kids know that we're going to get a lot of other people's best shot and we've got to come to play every night and so I think now you know I don't really feel like a whole lot's changed you know I think you know we our goals remain the same and I've just really tried to steer our kids and we've tried to stress our focus on just what what we can do each day to improve and worrying about, you know, the day in front of the, the day that's there and then the next day not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves is so crucial, I think. And even being able to run the regular season um, undefeated, you know, we just tried not to get ahead of ourselves a whole lot and just take care of the business in front of us. And so, you know, I, I really think this is a good group that's mature and, you know, they, they have really high goals and expectations. I mean, I mean, there's no secret, you know, we want to win another region tournament and, you know, want to have a chance to go out to Lubbock and compete for a national championship. So, but but I think we've got to have the maturity to understand that you know nothing happens without a win Wednesday against Mississippi Delta or Hans. You know, we can't get past that day, and you know we just got to keep our focus on that. And and again, what we can control, we got to come out no matter who we're playing and have a great attitude, play with great effort. You know, be focused on what what we've got to do to defend and you know, be able to execute. And so, you know, none of that really changes. We just got to stay focused on the little stuff right now and hopefully those big things will continue to happen for us. So you mentioned that you guys will play Wednesday uh, in the MAC Region 23 second round, uh, the winner of Delta Community College in Hines, and you will host that in Ellisville, correct? Correct, correct. It's the first year we've had an opportunity to host, you know, they – 
they went with a 19-game region tournament this year due to COVID. They're just kind of letting everyone in. And so um, in doing that, we'll play, um, you know, the, the, the first uh, um, quarterfinal round and the, uh, the first round and then the quarterfinal rounds will be played at the uh, higher seed. And then the um, final four would be played at Mississippi College. So, um, so it's a little bit different format, but we are excited to be able to host the playoff game. That's going to be pretty cool. And so, um, you know, we'll have that here on Wednesday. Now, what are the what are the requirements uh, from attendance perspective? Can you have a have a have a rocking gymnasium there on on Jones College campus for that one, or are there well, uh, percentage requirements? Yeah, it, not quite yet. I'm hoping you know um, that we we are going to increase attendance a little bit for that game. Currently, we are uh, only allowing um, you know Jones fans and students, and so you have to be on, you have to call ahead or be one of the um, you know, four people that we allow per player. So um, we're hoping to open that. They're discussing that right now. I think maybe um, maybe we'll have cheerleaders, pep band, you know, for these playoff um, situations or games. So I hope I hope so. They're trying to open it up a little bit. So I'm hoping that's the case for sure, Coach. So it's normally a really fun atmosphere. And so, you know, that's, that's been something that's been a little different. But we talk about bringing our own energy. And, you know, we've just had to create uh, – I feel like I've got a cheerleading squad sometimes on the bench. They've been so funny and creative trying to, to create that energy for their teammates, you know, and uh, that's made it a lot of fun as well. Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to culture. That's what a great culture creates, and that's what Coach B does down at Jones College. Coach B, i got to ask you, uh, you got Baylor and UConn, number one, number two. UConn hadn't won it in three years. Baylor's a defending champ. Kim Mulkey, the only coach that uh, has a does not have a losing record uh, against Gina Oriyama, current coaches. Uh, who do you have in that one, and who is your pick to win the women's tournament? Well, I picked UConn in my bracket, so I got to go with UConn to win that game for sure. But I just think they have the best player in the country, um, and I. But also, I mean, they're 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 ready to come back, and I mean, they, they're hungry to win one. It's been too long at UConn, you know that that they've had a little drought there. And so I, I think they're the best team in the country. I picked them in my bracket. So so I'm going to go with UConn tonight for sure. Well, you so. you picked a good one. They won three in a row, and now they're three years removed. So they're trying Correct. to uh, to get yeah. back on top and uh, and and win it out. Uh, so, yeah. so after the, the region tournament, you got the region tournament, the semis and finals will be hosted at – um, uh, at Mississippi College. Tell us what Lubbock looks like. How, how is that experience for your kids? Uh, you guys were there last year. Uh, what's that experience like? And 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 what did that mean for you? What does that mean for for your kids to be able to experience a tournament like that? Well, it's it's actually it's a wonderful experience just to be able to go and and take your team and and just to be out there knowing you're with the best teams in the country. It's really cool, you know they. They do a great job out there of just creating a memorable experience for our, for your kids. And, um, you know, and it, it, it is. I mean, it's truly typically you go out there and it's just a recruiting hotbed. The place is filled with Division One coaches. And so it's a, equally a recruiting opportunity for your for your student athletes. But, you know, last year, actually, Coach Norman, you know, we, the, the tournament got canceled like the day before we left. They postponed the NJCA tournament. So we had qualified, but... We had that experience taken away, and 
I'll tell you, it was really hard because we, we felt like last year we had a, a, a first-round bye and had a really good team as well and felt like we had a chance to win it. So I, I tell our kids every day just the opportunity to go is something we don't want to take for granted. You know, you, you win a few in a row there, you go three, four years in a row, and you think it's just supposed to happen. But, you know, this is a different team and a new team, and we, they're going to have their own experiences. And so – you know, you just want to make sure that, you know, they understand, you know, the opportunity that's ahead of them. But, right. you know, it's just, you know, I think we're probably, I mean, I want to say we would probably be in the number one team in the country right now. I think we're probably in yeah. regardless of the region. But, you know, we don't want to leave that for chance. We want to take care of business and, and win this region tournament. And, and that, that will give us an opportunity to have a very, if not the one, that you know, number one overall seed we'd be, I think, in the top two, I would think the number one, but you never know how that stuff goes yeah. as well with, um, you know, Matthew ratings and strength schedule and those yeah. kind of things because you do, you know, have potentially the panhandle in right. there. But, uh, right. but anyway, I mean, great place, great experience, definitely yeah. something we want to get back to for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Coach Bilderback, thank you so much for joining us here upon further review. Good luck uh, in the MAC Region 23 tournament and beyond. Uh, we will be back with more upon further review situations. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in. Thanks again to Missy Bilderback for joining us in that last segment to talk all things Jones College women's basketball. And we, again, wish them luck as they take on the winner of Delta Community College and Hines. Uh, and that game will be played this Wednesday in Ellisville. You know, it's a shame that, um, you know, Coach B talked about having to miss the national tournament in Lubbock last year, and then now to have this number one ranking and uh, nationally and something that this state can be so proud of. I'm sure that folks in the Pine Belt and South Mississippi are chomping at the bit to get in that gymnasium and uh, watch those young women play. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we're, we're moving in the right direction with the COVID, but we we still see where um, there are a lot of uh, examples of, of, of frustrations that are still around and, and uh, things that are not back to normal. And so, uh, you know, we, we wish them good luck, and hopefully they'll create, like she said, uh, some incredible energy as they go through their postseason uh, march. So just a quick update from the women's tournament. We had talked about that Baylor-UConn game, uh, number one. Number two, uh, Gina Oriyama actually mentioned in a press conference uh, yesterday, I believe, or maybe it was this morning, that uh, he was shocked that these two teams were in the same bracket. Uh, as uh, clearly everybody felt like Baylor should be a number one seed. I'm not sure who uh, you would knock out of those number one seeds, but they are tied at 28 with six minutes and 41 seconds to go in the second quarter. So that contest appears anyway at this point that it's going to live up to uh, all of the hype. On the men's side currently in play, you have a 12 seed in Oregon State and, uh, you know, Oregon State is one of those teams that proves the point of when you get hot late, all it takes is getting hot at the right time, and, and you can make a run. And so now they find themselves in the Elite Eight, uh, and, and most people would tell you they barely, barely squeaked in. Now, they weren't, weren't in the first four in, excuse me, uh, the, the play-in games. Uh, they, uh, they weren't in, in, in those games uh, like UCLA, who's going to play tomorrow night in the Elite Eight. 
but Oregon State was not a, a highly regarded basketball team, and that that to me is what makes March Madness. It's what makes uh, college baseball. It's what makes those postseason structures uh, so interesting because at the end of the day, uh, any team can get hot at the right time and and really um, and really can can make some noise and, and, and make a great run as Oregon State is doing. They currently uh, are down 12 to four to Houston, who is a tremendous basketball team uh, led over there by Kelvin Sampson uh, with 11 minutes and 31 seconds to go in the first half. Uh, Houston leads that one 12 to uh, to four. So just a little bit update on the uh, in the tournaments and what's going on there. Now, when we talk about some high school baseball, want to take a minute. You know, one of the things that we want to do here is we want to focus a lot uh, early. And you talked about uh, you you listened to Coach Builder back in that previous sec- segment talk about uh, Coach Pittman down there. Coach Pittman was an assistant at Southern Miss. Uh, she is is now with back at Jones where she was prior and uh, with Coach Bilderback and, and how much pride they take in recruiting Mississippi kids. Uh, and, and, and we want to give exposure to those things uh, from a high school perspective. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the things we're going to do in the first hour of this show is we're going to try to highlight, you know, kids currently in high school uh, program, high school programs, maybe kids that just uh, graduated. Maybe it's, a, it's an Aaron Hederman who's over there scoring two goals uh, for the Lady Choctaws uh, Mississippi College soccer, uh, and now participating in the GSC uh, final game uh, for their tournament uh, for a chance at a championship. Maybe it's Con- um, uh, uh, Conley Chin up at Belmont. Um, you know, whoever it may be, uh, we want to make sure that we we highlight those those uh, young people even after they graduate and move on to uh, the collegiate athletics. Want to remind you uh, that we do have the caller line six zero one. Three six six one one eight zero. Feel free to call in, and uh, we can discuss the tournament. We can discuss uh, uh, Jones College hoops. Uh, we can discuss uh, high school sports. Whatever it is that's on your mind, you can also text us at six zero one eight one seven zero one zero six. Again, that text line six zero one eight one seven zero one zero six. And uh, our poll question for the second hour, we'll go ahead and throw it out there to you. I've got some people already texting in. Uh, also want to mention you can get us on Twitter, upon underscore sports. That's upon, U-P-O-N underscore sports on Twitter. Shoot us a tweet. Uh, let us know uh, what you think about the show. Uh, I am at J.D. Coach. Uh, so upon underscore sports for the show or me personally at J.D. Coach. Give us a follow and uh, and let us know with our poll question here. So, Here's what we're going to discuss in the second hour. And we're going to spend a lot of the second hour. I've already got a bunch of different uh, teams sent in to me, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, men or women, men's and women's, um, however you want to however you want to uh, phrase it. We're going to do two separate teams. So on the men's side, we want, uh, and on the women's side, we want you to text us on the text line the, the all-Mississippi team that you would create uh, basketball team. So – you know the top five. Let's make it five, just to make it, uh, just to make it easy. Pick your five. Who are the five that you would put on an all Mississippi uh, team? Okay, so if you were creating a five-man basketball team or a five-woman basketball team, uh, the best basketball players who hail from the state of Mississippi, who would they be? 
Uh, very, very simple. Give me an idea. Uh, we, we had one texture, Chris Jackson, also known as Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He was Chris Jackson in high school on the coast. Uh, and then uh, he changed uh, to Mahmoud Abdul Rauf when he became a professional, uh, terrific uh, high school, collegiate, and pro. Lindsey Hunter, uh, that's one Alfonso Ford, Antonio McDice, and Al Jefferson. And then somebody else says to add Eric Dampier. Uh, into the mix. Uh, on the other end, we've got uh, Chris Jackson here, Eric Dampier, Mo Williams from Murrah, Bailey Howell, uh, Mississippi State. He played in that change game that we discussed last week on the Coaches Challenge segment. Uh, Bailey Howell was a was a member of that, and then Monte Ellis, uh, the standout from Lanier. And speaking of Monte Ellis, uh, that game that he played uh, when Lanier took on South Gwinnett and Lou Williams uh, in the Coliseum, it, I think it was a part of the original Rumble in the South or Battle of the Border. I can't remember what it was called at that time, but it was in the Coliseum, and uh, that was a phenomenal game. Monte Ellis hits it, uh, hits a game, hits a game tying three pointer uh, at the buzzer. It was the most crowded I've ever seen the Coliseum uh, for anything, quite frankly. But but let alone a, a high school. Uh, athletic contest uh, we have some others filling in saying add big al jefferson into the mix which certainly he would belong uh and there are also others and one of those might be uh what is devin booker from moss point now he moved down from michigan his sophomore year to live with his father but devin booker uh hailing from moss point is tearing it up in the nba and his phoenix Suns right now uh, i believe are, are are second in the west if i'm not mistaken uh, in the uh, standings in the West for the NBA. So certainly there is a plethora of, uh, of names you can come up with. Uh, I want to give you this one on the women's side just to give you something to chew on here. We're going to, uh, we're going to talk about uh, this in the second hour primarily. But on the women's team, Victoria Vivians, that's a good one, Lucia Harris, Armini Price, Jennifer Gilliam, and Ruthie Bolton. Boy, that's a strong five right there. I'd like to coach that five uh, for sure. And then this same texture sent in Chris Jackson, Monte Ellis, Al Jefferson, Eric Dampier, and Danny Manning. He says was born in Hattiesburg. Now, I didn't know that about Danny Manning. Bill, were you aware that Danny Manning uh, is from Mississippi? No, I didn't know that. Did not know that. That is interesting. Now, I'd like to know if he Learned would qualify. something new every day. That's right. I, I would <laughs> like to know if he would qualify if he was strictly born in, in Hattiesburg and then raised somewhere else. Uh, and then they said if Manning doesn't count, fill his spot in with Clarence Weatherspoon. Text us your team, 601-817-0106. We'll be back to preview the Coach's Challenge with the judge. We are in the Garner Dental Studios, and you are listening to Upon Further Review. We'll be back with more in just a moment.
Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in and mentioned in the previous segment uh, that I wanted to go over some high school baseball. And uh, these rankings that uh, I'm looking at are by uh, Capital Sports MS. That's uh, Chris Brooks, who does a terrific job with his radio show in the afternoons on 105.9 FM here in the Jackson area. And, uh, and then also in conjunction with Brandon Shields. You can find these at Capital Sports MS. Dot com. Uh, those guys have Madison Central on top of the top 10 in the state. Uh, and then obviously they also reside at the top of 6A. I've heard a lot about Madison Central baseball. In fact, a neighbor of mine was telling me other, the other day that his, uh, I believe it's his nephew, uh, plays there. And he said they are loaded. Uh, so Madison Central baseball is uh, getting it done over there in Jaguar country. Uh, they are followed in the top ten by Jackson Prep, and Jackson Prep is loaded. Uh, and Jackson Prep also has an amazing new field that is completely turfed. Uh, I believe that I heard that that one is completely turfed. A lot of schools have started to turf, uh, you know, uh, the the um, outside of the baselines and uh, behind home plate uh, and some of those areas. But I believe I heard that Jackson Prep actually turfed the entire field. If you're a Jackson Prep coach or uh, – or uh, uh, student or parent, and you could uh, text us 601-817-0106 and confirm that. That would be terrific. Number three is DeSoto Central out of the north. Oxford, 12-2, and two is four. Uh, Sumrall from the Pine Belt, 13-2, and two, always has a big-time program. Tupelo, uh, northeast part of the state, 13-3, and three. and then more Pine Belt with West Jones and Pearl River Central at 7-8, respectively. And Lewisburg nine and three again out of the north, and then back to the central uh, with Hartfield Academy. Coach Box over at Hartfield Academy uh, doing a tremendous job with those folks, and he also they have had a uh, field renovation over there, uh, including some turf and, and different things, and that is an absolute uh, beautiful facility uh, as well. So baseball's in full swing, a lot of activity going on both at the high school and collegiate level. And uh, so just wanted to, to talk a little baseball there uh, as far as the, the rankings currently go. Uh, let's talk about 3A and 3A defending football champion, McGee High School, currently at 10-3. and 3. They've got them ranked number one. Uh, so uh, they, they're making some noise. They've made some noise in basketball as well. Uh, they must have a, a special class coming through there. Uh, Madison St. Joe here out of the Metro is currently ranked number three. Uh, in 2A, MHSA, and they are currently sitting at 7-3. and three. And uh, and then you have in the MAIS, uh, you have Jackson Prep followed by Hartfield. MRA stands at 16-5. and five. Uh, Heritage and Mag Heights out of the north, followed by PCS out of Hattiesburg. Jackson Academy at number 7. And, uh, and that's uh, the top seven there of the MAIS. So a lot going on with baseball, and uh, we're hoping for some good weather. Tomorrow and Wednesday, you know, baseball, my baseball uh, coach buddies, we always talk about it. It just It's a, such a tif- difficult uh, time trying to keep fields ready. So all you baseball couch- coaches out there, uh, listen, we got a lot of respect for you, man. You guys are, uh, are constantly doing things. I've even heard of bringing helicopters, Bill, down uh, above the field <laughs> uh, on off. a wet field to try to dry it off. <laughs> hey, we just want to play some yeah. baseball. Yeah. And uh, so 
it's it's a play lot ball. of fun. That's it. That's exactly right. We want to play some ball. So uh, now we're going to preview our next segment here because we're going to talk about uh, something that we teased a little bit earlier in our coaches challenge with the judge. That's Jim Judge, and he'll be joining us from the Southwest West Coast area as he will every week. And uh, we're going to discuss this topic of the United States men's national team and uh, now missing third straight uh, Olympics. And, and how can this happen? Uh, and he has some really interesting points that make a lot of sense on why soccer can dominate youth sports, boys and girls. When you look at, at boys specifically, then you have soccer and baseball that really dominate youth sports. For girls, you have soccer, and then you have you have several others that that kind of jump in there. Maybe it's the dance, uh, the cheer uh, aspect of it. Maybe it's uh, softball is losing ground from the standpoint of gymnastics. having the availability. That's right, gymnastics is big, um, but uh, but soccer for both boys and girls really dominates at the. Uh, at the youth level, and for some reason, specifically on the men's side in the United States, it doesn't translate. Now, one of the things that I'll tease to you is, could it be that you need to follow the money trail? When you look at what's going on in professional sports and you see these young people, they're watching, uh, who is the gentleman, Soto from MLB that just got a $400 Mm -hmm. million contract? Uh, you're watching guys like that get paid. You're watching NBA players topping out forty to fifty million dollars a year now. Average players are getting fifteen to twenty million a year. You see, you see NFL, uh, they're getting paid at a high rate. So is it that as these young people grow up, uh, they are leaning towards other sports due to the monetary part? Uh, I don't know, but I know this that when we get together with the judge and the coach's challenge with the judge in our next segment, he is certainly going to uh, bring a lot more knowledge uh, when it comes to that. I want to remind you in our next hour, uh, we will have the coach's challenge with the judge, as I mentioned. And then we're also going to talk a lot about the all Mississippi teams, uh, top five male and female players, basketball players to come from the state of Mississippi. We've already had several texters uh, send in their picks, and it's a great list. Uh, you're talking about uh, Devin Booker from the coast. You're talking about Al Jefferson from Prentice High School. You've got uh, Antonio McDice from Quitman High School. Uh, you've got Bailey Howell played at Mississippi State. I don't know where he played high school, uh, but you've got Othella Harrington. Uh, you've got Mo Williams from Murrah. You've got, uh, obviously, Monte Ellis from Lanier. Uh, there is a, a host of talent that has come out of the state of Mississippi, and uh, I find it very interesting to get your your text. So give us a text. Shoot us a text, 601-817-0106. We'll have a lot of fun having this conversation, uh, discussing different players, uh, both male and female, uh, here in the second hour following our coach's challenge with the judge, and he may even have a take on those players as well. So that will do. That will be our coach's challenge with the judge. Uh, he's coming up next. We're going to talk some United States men's national team radio, and uh, and I, I got just got a text <laughs> that uh, that uh, hey we're, they're listening to the radio and it said hey that sounds like Joey's dad. Uh, this is Joey's dad. <laughs> it's Joey's dad. So for all you youngsters out there, this is Joey's dad, and and we are here 
on upon further review. And we appreciate each of you uh, tuning in with us, whether you're tuning in on 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, whether you're online at www.wjqsthefan.com, if you're on iHeartRadio or Radio.com, we appreciate you joining us. We are in the Garner Dental Studios. Uh, Garner, Garner, excuse me, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Their staff is professionally trained. Offices offer modern technology and conveniences for the individual and the family. At Garner, at Garner, they take pride in being able to offer their patients care across the state as well as a variety of employment opportunities. Two ways you can contact them. Give them a call, 601-271-8710, or you can visit them online at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com. You can find one of their five Metro Jackson locations or any of their other locations across the state or region. So uh, they take most insurance, Medicare, and care credit uh, there at Garner Dental. They say, so get in and get your mouth healthy at Garner Dental. We also want to say a special thank you to Jerry Brewer. Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or online at southerngulfstates.com. Jerry is my personal insurance agent. And he does a terrific job, and uh, we appreciate him and Garner Dental for bringing upon further review to you. So, Coach's Challenge, in addition to the United States men's national team, we'll also have a segment called the Best Call and Worst Call. Best Call, Worst Call. We'll hear that from the judge. Jim Judge, that is, on the Coach's Challenge here on Upon Further Review coming up next. And uh, we are now going to welcome in the judge for the coach's challenge with the judge, Uncle Jim. How you doing this evening? It's sunny and seventy degrees, so I can't complain. Man, I tell you what, it, it's it's rough over there in the southwest, a uh, beautiful part of the country out your way, huh? You're talking about a golf mecca. We have probably three hundred and fifty golfable days a year here, and they're literally like 300 uh, four-star and above golf courses here in Arizona. So, yeah, bring your sticks out here. I know you do when you come out on business. Yeah, it's a, it is a beautiful, beautiful place and uh, uh, certainly certainly offers a lot for the golfer. So uh, let's talk about uh, the United States men national team uh, who just missed uh, their third straight Olympics. 
And uh, you have some thoughts on this with regards to maybe why uh, in a sport that dominates youth sports, for some reason it's not making its way up the ladder to uh, to the professional level. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think most Americans would agree that we have the greatest talent pool of athletes in the world. You know, we're a melting pot as a country, so we have such a diversity, rich diversity of uh, not only genetics, but also culture, as we talk about here on your show. Uh, so when you look at soccer in particular and the explosion it's had in participation and the great success of the women's team, so to compare and contrast those two, you say, well, where do the men's teams go off track? They've had three different coaches in the last 12 years, uh, you know, one was European with their expertise. And, uh, you, you know, so we've been reaching, trying to trying to find a solution at the national level, but it, it just hasn't been bearing fruit. So you say, uh, again, with a great talent pool, why aren't we having success there? Yet we are uh, in women. Now, of, of course, you mentioned the money trail, and, and that's a, a truism that holds true in most most cases. And certainly I, I do uh, mention that as one of the reasons, but also uh, in that regard, uh, when when a young boy who's been playing club soccer, let's say, or youth soccer, when he reaches the point of middle school, suddenly uh, soccer isn't uh, you know on the top of the list anymore. It's the participation sports of football, basketball, baseball, and that's what our culture uh, nationally. That's what we identify with. So right there, you're seeing a real uh, dilution of the talent pool, even at that early stage. And, and of course, you know, with so many people uh, narrowing down the sports their kids play at an earlier and earlier age, trying to uh, specialize in hopes that they can really excel and maybe go to college or professional, uh, maybe, maybe too early. We'll talk about that sometime. But at that point, you're having a real diversion and a dilution of of the talent pool. So I was thinking, you know, what are some, what would it take, what would happen if we had a Saquon Barkley, for example, that had grown up playing soccer? Can you imagine with this explosion and leg strength and speed? Well, we have just a host of those kinds of athletes, but they're playing different sports. And obviously one of the major reasons is the foundation. So that's what they see on television. That's what we go and see in person. And that's what they want to emulate that's their heroes, and also they realize the money, the huge fame and fortune that would come with that, Josh. Yeah, so you talk about Central America, South America, Europe. When you when you talk about money and sports in those countries uh, or continents in, in South America and Europe's case, it, it really is uh, soccer that is at the top of their list from the standpoint of athletes – uh, and their ability, to, their earning potential, and and in those countries, the popularity of it, those those countries really soccer is at the top of the the heap from the standpoint of a popularity as well. And uh, you know, in Europe, it seems that maybe you're you're starting to trend a little bit towards basketball in some places, but 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 Europe is still dominated by soccer. So you kind of have the opposite, which seems to bode that that it puts us. Uh, as a national team at a competitive disadvantage, would you would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I did a, a little uh, looking around, and you know, soccer. We probably most know that 
the number one sport in the world. But in terms of viewership uh, participation, they they estimate that soccer has a base of 3.5 billion. They say that's half the planet that identify as fans that view that stream live or that have. So they they get this data through you know television viewership. Uh, participation, live viewership, etc. By far, it is the number one sport in the world. And by the way, the last four uh, World Cups have all been won by uh, South American or uh, actually uh, North American in the terms of Mexico. It's been Argentina, I believe, twice Brazil and Mexico. So speaking of a dominance, and their cultures. I mean, they are just died in the world uh, soccer. You know, they do that like uh, waking up and having breakfast in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's a great point. And, and you know, as you look at it, uh, I don't think it's a resource issue. Uh, it seems as though the United States men's team uh, has the resources. You look at a guy like Christian Pulaski, who's, uh, who's playing over in Europe. And, you know, I, from what I've read, it may not be quite as, as successful as many would have would have thought, but certainly he's playing at the highest levels over there. And uh, it, it, I think, like you said, it, it you know certainly the United States is capable of producing this level of talent, uh, but for some reason it's not transitioning uh, into the uh, the national level. Uh, and you know it's on the United States uh, national group to 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 figure out why. Because look, everywhere you turn around, there is a a club soccer tournament going on every weekend. Uh, I have friends that are coaching tonight, as a matter of fact, at the at the five-year-old level. And and soccer is most definitely dominating youth sports. Oh, without a doubt. I, I was going to just add to what you're talking about, the money and kind of uh, intimating that. I, I, I looked and I saw that uh, Lionel Messi, you know, the great Argentinian and the Champions League champion, $90 million a year for Lionel. So, uh, you know, the Ronaldos and, and the Chicharitos and, and the, the, you know, the top of the tier of the uh, soccer world, they're making larger money than even, you know, the great American athletes. I think LeBron's about $50 million, Durant and Harden making $40 million. So uh, the scale is there at the top, and, and that's why it's, it is the, uh, the goal of uh, certainly – European and South American kids growing up. You know, if you're in the Dominican Republic, you're, you know, you're looking to play baseball to get off the island. But uh, in the largest parts of the world, even China, by the way, I thought uh, England was where soccer was born. You know, they pretty much take ownership. But it was actually China who uh, they began the, uh, the rough first version of soccer using an inflated pig's bladder. But in the 200s, and I figured the English got it when we went over and did the Oriental, you know, tea trade and spices and, and silk. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to go ahead and correct that rumor that the English uh, created soccer. Now, now, did you just say that it started with a pig bladder? An inflated pig, pig bladder, that's right. Uh, you had to do with what you could use. And, uh, yeah, that went on for quite a few hundred years. Uh, I guess we didn't get over to China until... Uh, 1600s, and uh, I believe that's when they said soccer was brought back to Europe. Wow. Wow. Well, that's uh, for all of you soccer historians out there, I think you just learned something. Pig bladder was the first soccer ball. 
Uh, Uncle Jim, we're going to move now to our good call, bad call of the week segment. And uh, we're going to start with your bad call of the week. What is your bad call of the previous week? Well, you know, I'm, I'm uh, going to have to throw the flag. I mean, this is a big one. Uh, one of the things in, in competitive and professional sports is uh, the integrity of the sport. You know, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, now you have the, the betting industry, it's legalized. And so the outcomes of these professional sports are purported to, purported to be, you know, games of skill, obviously chance with the bad bounce of the ball, et cetera, game of inches. Uh, but uh, the NHL had an incident last week where one of their veterans and most uh, esteemed officials was caught on a hot mic uh, in the uh, Predators Detroit Red, Red Wings game, uh, where he he blew a penalty on the Predators, and uh, he wasn't mic'd up, but he was caught on the hot mic, saying to another official, "Yeah, uh, I wanted to get one early on those blankers tonight." Speaking of the Predators, so for whatever uh, preconceived notion he had, he was going to make up the call. Uh, and uh, it, it was, like I said, it's not big-time wrestling. It's not preconceived or uh, scripted. So, uh, And then what was even the worst, and I hadn't really seen uh, mentioned in the media, is that when he was caught up in mic, you hear another guy in the background. I don't know if you heard this clip, but you hear the other guy saying, I know. Mm. So who was he speaking to? He was speaking to one of the other officials. Yeah, I wanted to get one early on those blankers tonight. Who would you say that to except on the ice except one of the other officials? Now, this is my, again, uh, you know, I'm assuming and I'm just deducing this. But uh, so it, what, what that tells me is that not only is Tim Peel, the guy who was good call, and he was a candidate for the good call of the week, NHL fired the guy before noon the next day. Good on them for not waiting for, you know, uh, you know, analysis yeah. in the bunker and let's come up with our strategy really inspired the guy. Yeah. So good on them. But what that really does, Josh, is it affects the integrity of sport. We all know these hotly contested games, such as the tournaments going on, uh, the playoffs, uh, that, you know, we oftentimes you put on our tinfoil hats and say, hey, there's a conspiracy going on. How could they blow that call? Right. This and that. Right. So hey, one bad call and an incident like this caused the whole industry and the integrity of sports in the question right do you have a do you have a few minutes to hang over with us and go another segment hey if you will uh if you'll have me i'll be uh, great it'll be great absolutely we'll be back with more upon further review and more of the coach's challenge with the judge jim judge here in just a moment Further review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. And welcome back in to Upon Further Review. We are in the Garner Dental Studio. And uh, Garner Dental is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. You can check out their interactive map at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com to find their five metro locations or others across the state and region, or you can simply call 601-271-8710. Garner Dental says, so get in and get your mouth healthy 
at Garner Dental. We'd also like to recognize Jerry Brewer, who is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Jerry can handle commercial, property and casual, life insurance, uh, just about anything you need. So we encourage you to give uh, Jerry a call. Just want to give you a quick update. Uh, Baylor and UConn women uh, is is just as it was advertised. Four minutes, 43 seconds to go in the third quarter there, and Baylor currently leads 47-44. And uh, the, the story at halftime in the Houston-Oregon State game, uh, Oregon State, the 12th seed, uh, is currently down 34-17 and may have met their match here in their Cinderella's run in the NCAA tournament. Just another reminder, uh, in men's action, Arkansas and Baylor, that should be a good one, coming up uh, at 8.57 our time. And Indiana-Arizona on the women's side uh, at a, 8 o'clock, uh, that game is on ESPN, and the men's game uh, will be on CBS. So, Uncle Jim, are you there? Oh, yes. Thanks, Josh. Perfect. You're doing a great job tonight, man. Great to, great to have you back with this segment. We're, we're going to have a, a two-segment coaches challenge with the judge because we could not let Uncle Jim get away without his good call. We talked about the bad call, and uh, that call was uh, by an NHL uh, official who was uh, caught with a hot mic, and uh, the NHL fired him, and good on them for doing that. And uh, now let's get your good call uh, for last week. Well, I think I got a couple of good calls. Let me start with your All-Mississippi team. And I know uh, we, we talked a little bit about this, but, uh, you know, I grew up, like you like you had said, in, in Mississippi. Grew up in central uh, Mississippi. Uh, lived in uh, the Grove in there in Lee County. and But I actually played Little League Baseball right before I moved uh, to Arizona uh, in Jackson. Had a great experience. Really met a uh, – was drafted by a – uh, a local fireman there who was just a tremendous uh, baseball coach, human being, and was a great mentor in my life. But, uh, you know, a couple of the uh, – I was giving myself a little ethos there, uh, but I, I really uh, – you know, there's a big part of me that is a Mississippi boy. You can take the boy out of Mississippi, but you can't take the Mississippi out of the boy, Josh. That's right. So, hey, a couple of thoughts on the all-time Mississippi team. Uh, you know, uh, did anybody mention the great Spencer Haywood? Oh, I mean, we're we have not. A couple of all-time greats. I'm, uh, reading, I'm reading through the text now. I have not gotten a Spencer Haywood uh, uh, shout-out here. So that that would be a new one to add to the Zoe? list. How about Big Zoe? Alonzo Morning. Wait a second. Is, is, is Alonzo from the state of Mississippi? I'm pretty sure Zoe played high school ball yeah, in Jackson, I, I thought. Now, I know Othella Harrington did. Yeah, uh, I might have to double check that on Zoe. All right, all right. Uh, but I thought I will, I will double check that and have to get back with you on that. Uh, but you know, uh, going to, to the uh, the official good call of the week. You know, uh, you were talking tonight, and, and rightly so, uh, about Mississippi pride. I mean, I had Mississippi pride. Still, you know, when a when a school does well, a state school, uh, Mississippi State baseball, or you know, the basketball schools are, you know, uh, certainly when they rise up in football. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm proud about that's really in the uh, a watershed right now in the sports world is the fact that Mississippi led the nation in uh, passing a bill that would 
uh, require women to compete against women and men against men. So, uh, in other words, against banning transgenders from competing against uh, genetic, uh, you know, authentic women. So, I thought that was a pretty big call. And then they were followed in suit by the states of Arkansas and Tennessee. And oddly enough, they all share a common border, Josh. That's starting to sound like a, a southeastern thing. But, you know, I, I know uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt, and uh, certainly, you know, we're, we're proud of that, I think, my family and uh, a lot of the folks I know in Mississippi. So, you know, that's a strong thing. And then another conservative state, South Dakota, is following suit. So, you know, I'm kind of on my soapbox there. And, you know, we're talking about the integrity of sport. Um, you know, I, I think this is a basic uh, understanding, you know, cutting all the smoke screens and pretense. By the way, I, I just happened to look, and the, the transgender population in the United States is, I think one half of 1%, I think there are 1.6 million identified. And so that's not a great uh, big uh, pool of people to, you know, have their tail wagging the dog and screwing up the integrity of, of sure. sports competition. Sure, sure. That's a great call for the state of Mississippi. What's your other call, good call of the week? Oh, you know, uh, I, I tell you, it, it's uh, – it was actually kind of a bad call, but it's turned you know, into a good call that uh, I'm really uh, kind of high on the Pac-12. Actually, I'm going to throw another bad call on you because they uh, none of them were ranked higher, uh, lower, excuse me, higher than a six seed. Uh, and uh, here we have three out of the final, the Elite Eight, coming from the Pac-12. So little Pac-12, little Southwest pride out here, Josh. Yeah, yeah, and that's Oregon State, UCLA. And uh, USC, USC uh, are the three Pac-12 schools left in the Elite Eight, and that is a good call if you are a Pac-12, uh, if you are a Pac-12 fan, fan uh, as they have three. Hey, you gotta love the great Bill Walton, don't you? I get his local broadcast here, uh, Pac-12 basketball, and the guy. It's hard to believe that he would not speak his first couple of years in the NBA, but uh, he's the great proponent and champion for the. The Pac-12, the Conference of Champions. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, Bill Walton, and we had a, had a little uh, uh, a little uh, imitation there, and that always is fun. Uh, one of our uh, one of our texters uh, says that boys soccer will never be elite because of football, and that uh, girls are able to get those athletes. Now, you know, in the state of Mississippi, you know, that's that's a um, uh, that that is a unique thing as well because uh, you know some of our schools here locally play girls soccer at the same time as softball, volleyball. Uh, obviously, your cheerleaders are competing. There, it's all fall related. Cross country is in there, and so it's a very hectic sports season uh, for certain ones of these schools. Well, look, that's been the coaches' challenge, Uncle Jim. We appreciate you joining us tonight for a couple segments and uh, talking some United States men's national team. And, uh, and your good calls, bad calls. Uh, and as always, it's been great to have you, and we look forward to having you again next week. Thanks, Josh. Have a great night. Yes, sir. That is Coach's Challenge with the judge here on Upon Further Review. And I uh, want to bring you a quick update here as, uh, as we look at the tournaments that are currently going on. Uh, and 53-44. Kim Mulkey and the Baylor Lady Bears are pulling out a little bit on UConn in that 1-2 matchup. 
uh, that many felt like should have been a one-and-one one matchup. Uh, here's a, uh, here's a, a cool one for me. My 11-year-old says, hey, Dad, my Mississippi team would be Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, also known as Chris Jackson, unbelievable high school player. Devin Booker, uh, that's his, his, uh, his, 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 his uh, time here. Uh, Monte Ellis, Al Jefferson, and Danny Manning. Just some updates on Danny Manning. Danny Manning was born in Hattiesburg, but he actually grew up in North Carolina and went to high school uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina, and then obviously eventually going to the University of Kansas for his uh, college basketball. So I'm not sure we can we can count Danny Manning, but uh, for my 11-year-old, that's a heck of a, uh, a team, young man. I'm proud of you for, uh, for doing that research and texting us in. If you would like to text us in, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, 601-817-0106. We are talking about the all-Mississippi teams, your top five when it comes to men's basketball players and women's basketball players. Again, that text number is 601-817-0106. Here's another one that says, uh, TB says, top five basketball players, Chris Jackson, Mahmoud, uh, is also known as Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, Monte Ellis, Eric Dampier, Timmy Bowers, and Gerald Glass. Uh, that's two new ones thrown in the mix there. So let me hear from you, 601-817-0106. Uh, the, our resident historian, Champy, he says his guys are Monte Ellis, Chris Jackson, the Spoon, Clarence Weatherspoon, who is actually still an assistant coach down at Southern Miss, Derek McKee, that's a new one, and Lancaster Gordon. Uh, and he also says the crowd that Monte Ellis game could not compare to the crowd at the Van Halen concert in 1983. He says the Fairgrounds Coliseum was absolutely shaken. Uh, and then he goes on to say that Bailey Howell actually played high school ball in Tennessee. So uh, not sure that we can count him on this list uh, either. We've got uh, Monte Ellis, uh, Maxwell, uh, Bailey Howell, uh then the answer to the question that the Jackson Prep baseball field is 100% turf. So thank you, Texter, for that. And uh, and uh, also Jesse Pate. Uh, so some really good basketball players coming out of this area. Now, we're going to talk about a ladies player. This, this Texter, uh, I'm surprised he can actually text. Well, it's actually not coming from him. But my dad, who was a women's basketball coach, um, at uh, at uh, Leake County, Walnut Grove High School in the 70s. Uh, had the privilege of coaching a, a, a young lady by the name of Pam, Pam McDonald. And Pam was a parade All-American uh, there for him. And so he wants her on that list as she deserves to be on that list. And uh, so Pam McDonald, that one's for you, Pop. And he was proud to coach her and all the ladies that he had the opportunity to coach. So a lot of cool stuff coming out. Uh, when it comes to uh, these teams, please keep them coming. 601-817-0106. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this.
Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. And welcome back in to the Garner Dental Studio here upon further review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. I'm joined by Mr. Bill on the uh, board tonight. And I, I understand we, have, yeah, a, there's we a, have a caller. Yeah, it's a rumor that it could be somebody that may be related to you. Uh, okay. Maybe. All right. Well, this this could get interesting. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see who this is okay. on our uh, caller line. The caller line 601-366-1180. And who might this be? Hey, Dad. Oh, buddy, what's up? First caller of the show, and it is my 11-year-old son, Joey. How you doing, buddy? Good. Um, I checked on Alonzo Morning, and he grew, uh, he played in Chesapeake, Virginia. Okay, so Alonzo Morning played high school ball in Chesapeake, Virginia. Yes, sir. Awesome research. Awesome research. Well, let me let me talk to you for a quick second while I've got you on the line. Uh, talking to my 11-year-old, Joey, and uh, let me ask you about your group here. Now, Danny Manning uh, actually played, uh, he was born in Hattiesburg, but he actually played high school in North Carolina, so I think we need to kick him off the list. Uh, who would you Who would you replace Danny Manning with? Probably Clarence Weatherspoon. Uh, the Spoon. Okay, I was wondering, you got your picture with Clarence Weatherspoon, and you've got your uh, the autograph of Mo Williams. So I wasn't yes, sure which one you would go with. So uh, that's a good one to substitute with. Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, listen, a great list that you sent in, and thanks for giving us the update there uh, on Alonzo Morning, buddy. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, buddy. Love you, bud. Love you. Bye. And that was uh, my 11-year-old, and he is—he uh, takes after his father. He loves some hoops. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we we thank him for calling in there. Uh, makes me proud, Bill, to, to hear hear him. Uh, you know, doing his research and mm-hmm. and talking about the hoopsters. Very respectful. Yes, yes, sir. And all that. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he takes a lot after his mother. Bring him up right there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so you were telling us a story in the break. Yeah, uh, yeah, about an experience you had in high school that uh, kind of correlated with uh, with Jim's uh, uh, touch on Bill Walton. What yeah. was that? Well, I, I went to uh, I lived in Chula Vista, California, uh, in my junior, about not junior high and, and high school years in California, and uh, I was the I didn't play basketball. I was a little too short for it, but I was the the manager of the team, scorekeeper, that type of thing. And we would travel all around the county playing. Like we played in downtown San Diego against Lincoln High School, where some pretty good athletes have come out of that school football. Uh, we had went to La Jolla and places like that, Escondido, around the area, the San Diego County area. We played in La Mesa, California. And we went there to play one day uh, and uh, got there. And the team went out and was warming up. And you look up in this big, tall redheaded kid comes walking out of the locker room and he's bigger than anybody on the floor. And he, he's a senior. I was a junior then. And, uh, he was just at when the, once the game started, he just outclassed everybody. He was a kill. He just killed us. Mm. I mean, you know, just almost on his own. Well, come to find out later, it was Bill Walton when he was playing in high school. And he of course went on to UCLA. And of course we know what he does now. Yeah. But so, here I am, my junior year of high school. I get to watch Bill Walton play when he's a senior in high school at La Mesa, yes, California. That's an- it was amazing. I mean, later on, what he went on to, you know, and became such a great player. Oh, yeah. 
He was very good. Uh, Champ says that if you are just counting high school careers, which uh, we're doing high school, college, and uh, just the totality of, of a career, but this is a great take. Uh, if you're just counting high school careers, Ronnie Henderson from Murrah was so good, and, and he puts a lot of O's at the end of so. Uh, he says he got hurt and never fulfilled his promise at LSU. TB says that his wife says not to forget Lucia Harris for the women's side from the big metropolis of Mentor City. Uh, so Lucia Harris, uh, we had another one. Uh, another texter text in about Lucia Harris earlier. And uh, and here's another one from the Gravy Train. We're adding women. LaToya Thomas, all-time scorer uh, in Mississippi State history. That's on the boys' or girls' side. Uh, so she uh, obviously could get buckets whenever and however she wanted. Text line 601-817-0106. We're talking about the all-time Mississippi teams uh, basketball, uh, total careers. When you're talking about high school, collegiate, and professional combined, uh, just a tremendous group of athletes that have come through uh, this amazing state. And uh, and certainly when you consider that, you consider NBA careers, you look at a guy like Devin Booker right now, grew up in Michigan, moved with his father down to Moss Point his sophomore year of high school, and really was a relative unknown. And then by his junior year, he's a four-star. Uh, he's getting looks everywhere, attended uh, the University of Kentucky for a year, and then now with the Phoenix Suns. And we see what they're doing as they added uh, Chris Paul in the offseason, and they are uh, they are rolling. Uh, I believe they're second in the Western Conference. He hails from the great state of Mississippi. Uh, Chris Jackson from uh, – I did not ever get to see Chris Jackson play in high school, but from all indications, he is the best high school basketball player uh, that many would say this state has seen uh, and certainly was able to uh, to continue that to collegiate ranks as well as uh, professionally uh, and eventually changed to Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Here's another texter that says Lenny, Lindsey Hunter, Othella Harrington, Chris Jackson, and Monte Ellis. So we're missing one there from that group of five, uh, but those are four good ones for sure. Uh, surprised that there's not a lot of Antonio McDice mentions, uh, not a lot of Al Jefferson mentions. Uh, when we talk about high school, and and even uh, you know when you think about uh, the the promise was a, a name Jonathan Bender. Uh, Jonathan Bender, I believe, was Picayune, uh, but he definitely was on the coast, and he went straight out of high school to the NBA, uh, and then eventually had to retire, I believe, at age 25 due to knee issues. And due to those knee issues, he never quite was able to fulfill his promise uh, coming out of high school. But uh, he was dominant at the high school level here in the state of Mississippi as well and uh, had a little bit of a run in the NBA uh, after not having a collegiate career and was derailed uh, by knee injury. So a lot of, a lot of really good uh, uh, players. It's amazing when you think about um, you know, the players that have come through and, uh, and, and and when you put them together, you really you really create a, a terrific team. Now, uh, here's one. Uh, uh, this is a texture that says Monte Ellis, Chris Jackson, Rodney Hood, a Meridian uh, prospect. He, I think he won a championship with uh, Cleveland, with the Cavaliers potentially, the one that uh, LeBron James came back and won with them. Uh, Rodney Hood had some really good years. Uh, in the NBA, um, and uh, was he was a, a bulldog at Mississippi State, and he was terrific. And then also added to that list, Al Jefferson 
and Eric Dampier. Now, we know Eric Dampier and his uh, his run there at Mississippi State under Coach Richard Williams um, and the Mississippi State Bulldogs run, making a run to the Final Four. But where did Eric Dampier play high school, Bill? Do you know where Eric Dampier played high school basketball? Uh, no, but I could probably look that up for you. It's what I'm doing right now, looking at some of these players. <laughs> We're going to find out where Eric Dampier played high school. Uh, he's from the Jackson area. Um, I'm not sure if uh, where he ended up playing high school. We'll find that out uh, because he's making his way, and he obviously had a uh, a really nice NBA career himself uh, and actually had some time with, with my team, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so that's uh, – that he played for the Pacers, Golden State Warriors, Mavericks, Miami Heat, and Atlanta Hawks during his career. And now he is actually coaching uh, for Madison Regional Academy, assisting uh, Coach DeWeese over there with Madison Regional Academy. Uh, so Eric Dampier uh, making his way on that list. He as played well. at Lawrence County. Lawrence County, that's what it was. Yeah. He played at Lawrence County. Othella played at Murrah. Uh, Chris Jackson on the coast at Gulfport, I believe. Lindsey Hunter at Murrah. Monte Ellis was a Lanier prospect. And uh, interesting that uh, of all of these, you know, we're hearing uh, uh, Murrah, we're hearing uh, we're hearing Lanier, the coast. But uh, you've had a tremendous amount of talent that's come out of Callaway High School, and, oh, yeah. uh, and 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 yet there's there's not anybody that's represented on this uh, on this group. Here. So a uh, lot of uh, texture says Lawrence County in high, uh, high in Monticello for Eric Dampier. Uh, getting getting a lot of information there. Thank you for throwing that in. Uh, awesome conversation right now uh, about these uh, Mississippi teams. Let's keep it coming here for the last segment. Uh, we'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Situations. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman on WJQS The Fan. And welcome back in upon further review. I am your host, Josh Norman, and I'm joined on the board by Bill. And uh, we are in the Garner Dental studio. Garner Dental is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located located across Mississippi. You can uh, find any of their locations at LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com or by calling 601-271-8710. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. And they have five metro locations and 13 others across the state and region. So give Garner Dental a call. Also, Jerry Brewer, trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. You can contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or by visiting southerngulfstates.com for all of your insurance needs. Very cool conversation uh, with regards to this all-Mississippi team that we've been talking about here in the second hour. Um, one of the things that we, we haven't gotten to that we will touch on some next week is is the transfer, por- transfer portal and and uh, the impact that it's had. It's the NCAA's model or version of free agency in college sports now, and there are moving pieces everywhere. And uh, so we're going to talk about that next week on the show, uh, the impact that the transfer portal has had uh, on the NCAA tournament uh, specifically here this time of year. Speaking of the NCAA tournaments, you've got Baylor and UConn that uh, are playing right now on the women's side. UConn, after Baylor had a nine-point lead and looked to be running away with it, UConn has now taken a seven-point lead. They're up 64-57 with five minutes and 35 seconds to go 
in the fourth quarter. That one is on ESPN. And uh, in the men's side right now, Oregon State, the Cinderella made a great run through the Pac-12 tournament. One of the three teams uh, still left in the tournament from the Pac-12. They are down 48-35 to a very, very athletic and uh, hard-nosed University of Houston basketball team coached by Kelvin Sampson. In later action in both of those tournaments, you have Indiana and Arizona facing off. That one kicks off. Well, that one actually tips off at uh, 8 p.m., so in about 15 minutes on the women's side. And on the men's side, you'll have Arkansas representing the SEC and Baylor, the number one seed out of the South region. Uh, That one will tip off at 8.57 in the men's side. So a lot of hoops action going on right now. Uh, It's a great time of year, a lot of fun. I was reminiscing about uh, spending some time. I, I I was talking with a friend of mine who um, also happens to be our resident historian here for the show when it comes to hoops, Champy. And he was talking about his experiences down in Hattiesburg during the uh, NIT run uh, for, uh, for Southern Miss back in the 80s. And um, I hold some, some, some people very dear to my heart that were a part of that group and uh, certainly uh, had a privilege in the, at the 2007-2008 uh, Final Four to have dinner with M.K. Turk and um, uh, that was a, a great experience down in San Antonio. Uh, just an awesome experience. If you never visited a, a Final Four, I would encourage you there. It is, it is, an, it is quite an experience. Uh, we, we had a great time at the SEC tournament a couple years ago in Nashville. Beautiful place. Uh, and the SEC tournament was a lot of fun. But the Final Four is, is just a, a very, very unique experience uh, and something that I would encourage everyone uh, at some point to, to take part in if you can. We've got another texter here sending us a team. Uh, we've got uh, just a few more minutes here, so send us your team, 601-817-0106. We want to hear who your picks are uh, for the Mississippi, all Mississippi teams for men and women. And this texter says Chris Jackson, Lindsey Hunter, Alfonso Ford. And I had to do some research on Alfonso Ford. Alfonso is from Greenwood, Mississippi, played at Mississippi Valley and uh, went to Amanda Elsey High School out of Greenwood. Uh, and actually had a had a nice uh, NBA career uh, that lasted about uh, ten years, uh, ten or eleven years in the NBA. And uh, Alfonso Ford uh, was on his list, as was Antonio McDice. We talked about him out of Quitman High School. He had a terrific uh, collegiate uh, career at uh, Alabama uh, for you Crimson Tide fans, and uh, went on to have a really good uh, professional career as well. And then Al Jefferson. Uh, and then another texture uh, added in, Eric Dampier. So obviously you're seeing that our state has produced a significant amount of talent, some really incredible careers, uh, uh, terrific men and women that are ambassadors uh, for our states. And uh, so I appreciate all of you uh, sending in your lists and uh, talking about um, these uh, these magnificent players that uh, represent our state. Uh, so keep sending those in for a few more minutes. We'll keep talking about that. We'll keep talking about the NCAA tournament. And if your bracket is not busted, Baylor, just an update. Uh, it's 66-62. I hope you're watching this one. Uh, that one's going to be a lot of fun as it looks like it's going to come down to the wire. And I mentioned this earlier, but Kim Mulkey uh, is the only coach, active coach, that does not have a losing record against Gino Ariyama. Uh, and obviously UConn women are going for their uh, first uh, national championship in four years now. Uh, the last three have gone to Notre Dame, South Carolina, and Baylor last year. And Baylor is looking to obviously repeat 
uh, which is a very difficult feat in and of itself. So uh, that one is a fun one. Uh, great, uh, great time here in March Madness. Uh, one of my favorite times uh, of the year, along with uh, another event coming up, and that's the Masters. Uh, we'll talk about that in April, uh, but just an incredible event there. If you've ever had an opportunity, I have not, uh, but the opportunity to go check that out, I, he- I hear it's just an incredible, incredible uh, sporting event. I want to remind you about our quote of the day. Uh, it comes from Proverbs 14.23, and it says, All hard work leads to a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. So that's our quote of the day here on Upon Further Review. And just a reminder, we, we, want, to, we, you know, we want to encourage you. Uh, we wanted to be dispensers of hope on this program, uh, that when you check in with us on Monday nights, uh, yes, we talk sports, uh, and we try to highlight young people and programs, uh, but we also want to do it in a fashion that uh, that uh, if you've had a rough day, hey, look, tune in with us. Uh, we'll talk through it, and we'll have a lot of fun uh, while we do it. So uh, it's been a great show, been a lot of fun here bringing uh, these teams to you on this text line. Thank you for all of you who have participated on the text line. Thank you to our first caller, uh, my 11-year-old son. Bill, that's that's quite a uh, an exciting thing here. Uh, for our first caller to be to be my son. There you go. Yeah, it was real exciting to hear from him. So uh, we thank Joey for calling in. <laughs> I'm sure he's excited to be on here. Too. That's exactly right. We thank him for calling in uh, tonight. We also want to thank uh, Jim Judge uh, as uh, he does the Coach's Challenge with us every Monday night here on the show. And uh, we had the opportunity to talk about the, women, uh, the United States men's national team, and he brought some great knowledge in that segment uh, with regards to uh, the reasons maybe that we're not transitioning uh, from the participation that we have in youth soccer uh, onto that men's national team, because certainly that is occurring on the women's side, uh, that is transitioning. We also heard from him on his good call, bad call, and uh, that'll be a segment that we do each week with him as well. We thank him for joining us. We also thank Missy Bilderback for joining us in the first hour. Uh, Missy is the head women's coach at Jones College. If you missed that, that was a great interview. Uh, Missy talked about her culture, that she has created both as a very successful coach at the high school level at Presbyterian Christian School and uh, and also now at Jones College, uh, where her Jones College Lady Bobcats uh, are currently ranked number one nationally and go into the MAC Region 23 tournament uh, this Wednesday to face the winner of Delta Community College and Hines. That will be hosted by Jones College there in Ellisville. Uh, Her pick for the tournament was UConn. UConn up 66-63 in the fourth quarter with one minute 43 seconds to go. We'll uh, root on the Jones uh, Jones College Lady Bobcats as they pursue another uh, Region 23 MAC uh, champion, MAC Region 23 championship, excuse me, and hope to have an opportunity to get back to Lubbock or get to Lubbock as that opportunity faded away due to COVID last year as they were slated uh, to to make that uh, that trip to Lubbock. And what an incredible, incredible adventure uh, that would have been uh, for the Lady Bobcats. Uh, in the men's side, right now, Oregon State trying to cut into that Houston lead. They are up. Houston leads that one 52-42, and that one has seven minutes, 49 seconds to go uh, as the – uh, Houston Cougars are leading Oregon State. A lot of great action to come tomorrow in both the men's and women's brackets, uh, and hope you'll tune in to that. 
Uh, my pick for the tournament was Gonzaga. They're still alive. And let me tell you something, Bill. They're going to be a tough out here uh, in this tournament. I don't think anybody's going to beat them. It's going to be really a tough don't. out. I'm going to ride them all the way to the <laughs> to the championship. Ride that horse. Uh, and uh, we uh, we didn't talk about little Nas X. Oh, well. Uh, but uh, maybe we'll get that to next week. Yeah. That's a bad call of That's all bad, bad calls. Call. Don't go buy those shoes, but do. Well, they're all sold out now. Oh, they're sold out. Yeah, $1,018 a piece. And Nike suing them, and yeah, what a mess. Uh, but uh, listen, tune in to us next week here on Upon Further Review. Thank Missy Bilderback. We thank uh, Jim Judge, Coach's Challenge with the Judge. Bill on the producer. Come back with us next week, 6 to 8 p.m. here on Upon Further Review.